0: Back to Now, a series of podcasts where we celebrate all things related to the variously compiled world of pop. In the company of some wonderful guests, we open up gatefold vinyl sleeves, unfold cassette inlays, slip out CD booklets, and explore how our favourite compilation albums have shaped our lives and now fondly stand as time capsules for our own pop culture journeys. And join in with me, Ian, and the Back to Now social community across Twitter, Facebook, Substack, and Instagram by searching for the Pop Rambler pages. Welcome one and all to the third annual Back to Now review. And as is now tradition, this end-of-year episode of the Variously Compiled podcast provides us with a festive opportunity to glance back over our shoulders at the pop landscape of yet another 12 months. Let's celebrate a dazzling year of now compilations that in 2023 have included something for everyone. Fabulous yearbooks, scanning for decades, love songs, Eurovision, dance, alternative, high energy, 12-inch annuals, and of course the ubiquitous iconic numbered series across a sparkling selection of CDs and vinyl that we love so much. But wait, this year we have a bigger celebration than normal. As we say, happy 40th to now. Please,
1: please tell tell me, now. Me, me now, that's what I call music. 30 of the year's Ferberonious hits. 11 number ones from Duran Duran, Kedipufu, sorry, Goo, UB40, Phil Collins, Men at Work, Bonnie Tyler, Rod Stewart, Oh yeah, and Culture Club. Great, eh? It's 30 hits on record of cassette. Now that's what I call music
0: a hastily approximated 14,600 days since EMI and Virgin Records robbed the readers of the pop charts of their buy one get one free title to claim the undisputed crown of compilations and the rest as Richard Branson would expect us to say is pop history so stay with us as we indulge in at least an hour possibly more of pop rambles self-referential blether teary-eyed nostalgia a few surprise guests and general stuff and nonsense here at Back to Now and fear not Our seasonal panel of angelic upstarts have all stepped back from the Christmas shopping and bitching about festive TV ads to be here with you. In reverse alphabetical order, (laughs) the golden Mark Wood, the frankincensical Ian Wade, (laughs) and the miraculous Johnny California. (laughs) The
2: wise men.
0: (laughs) To be honest. Good evening, chaps. How are you? ah good
2: how you doing? all right
0: thank you lovely intro thank you i do i mean i do try and plan this out a wee bit to be honest you know this is the third annual back to now review three times this is the hat trick you get the match ball guys well done so 2023 how on earth did we get here how was it
3: for you? Touch and go for a bit
0: <laughs> Highlights of the year I mean we'll obviously come to now in a second But 12 months since we were last year. What have you been up to? Why do you go I first? You go I've... first Ian <clears throat> Yeah,
2: 2023 has been quite good uh, I've done a lot more DJing this year Which I really enjoyed Especially like my highlight of the year Was doing Ducky in August Sober 7-12 on antibiotics That was amazing <laughs> I go
4: sober um, every time
2: I um, finished my book. Yeah, no, it's been all right, actually, to be honest with you. I've quite enjoyed this year.
0: <laughs> I like I like how he just slipped in, I finished my book. Did you notice yeah. that? Yeah. You?
4: That's why I, I encouraged him to go first, because I thought you might say a bit more about it. Oh, than...
0: Can we just first of all congratulate the fact that Ian's finished his book? It's amazing. Thank
2: you. It's like when I get the Facebook memories and look back, from about six or seven years ago when I said, I'm writing about this in my book, and it's like, in hell, you know, it's like been going on forever. But no, I'm I'm really pleased. It's called 1984, When Pop Went Gay. I sort of spent the first 10 minutes kind of after pressing send, kind of running around, going, this has happened. But no, no, it it, it has been a really sort of giddy, exciting moment, and um, uh, next year, as I say, I don't know, I don't know my future, as Björk said, i could either be slated or i could be the next julie cooper i don't know rated
4: <laughs> or rated Really, that's the one <laughs> slanted
2: or enchanted but um yeah no i'm very chuffed i don't know exact date uh, i think it's sort of late spring yeah more news as and when relax Someone else wrote another book about 1984, apparently. And um,
0: I think it was George Orwell, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Which is 75 years old
2: next year. So there's lots of marketing angles to go. <laughs> you know, know. Do you want that to coming, didn't he? <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> do you he want the Jimmy Somerville coming? <laughs> Did you want Dystopia or do you want Hazel Dean? That's your choice.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I can see Jimmy Somerville in 1984 somewhere. He's kind of like a bit of a you know, I can sort of see that kind of angst in the context, especially the film.
0: He would have looked quite good in that it film. Me, extra. Can't see Hazel Dean. No. No, or Pete oh, Burns. Yeah, but then maybe 1984, the musical. Uh, who knows?
3: We can maybe <laughs> spin it off. Johnny, how's 2023 been for you? Been really good, actually. <laughs> Sounds the Eight is going from strength to strength. We so yeah. off our Sounds the Eight is live tour this year. Well, I say tour. We kind of go out and we come back again (laughs) we go out and come back again. But it's, you know, series of live shows, which have been amazing. They've gone down really well. We went to Nottingham, we went to Birmingham, we went to uh, (laughs) Royal Festival Hall, which was insane. Gone down really, really well. And uh, we only did about eight shows this year. Um, We've got one more on New Year's Eve. We're going back to Birmingham. Um, And then next year we've got another 14 already and mm-hmm. possibly more to come as well. So, um, yeah, that's been really fab. It's just taken everything to a, a, another dimension. The prodigy. Decade 3 Isn't uh, Birmingham near your birthday, the New Year's Eve? Yeah, it's bang on my birthday. Oh, yeah, Bang on my birthday. Denise, I'm going to get Denise from Five Star to sing me happy birthday just for fun, just because I can. Yeah. yeah. You can't bang say on. no, can she? <laughs> no, of course not. It's the Rum
0: Runners the Rum Runners flats now or something, isn't it? It's been demolished.
3: You're right, that's it? where we're gonna party anyway. We're gonna go to the flats. It's
0: gonna go to somebody's flat and say you used to be the rum runner, we're coming in. Yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> I'm Johnny California. This is Gary Davis and Denise Pearson. We're coming in. <laughs> there we are.
3: <laughs> and Toya. Toya's gonna be there and uh Carol Decker. So you know, sisters doing it for themselves. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been a fab, it's been a fab year work-wise, really. I can't really can't complain. Also doing Sounds of the seventies, of course, as usual. Editing that and editing Sophia Lispekster's kitchen disco—that's new. That that wasn't happening before. That's, that's a big thing. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's fun and it's it's uh, brilliantly curated by a friend of the podcast, David Monero, and uh, and I'm always like, oh, you're so clever, David, uh, and I forget how young he is. He's 20 years younger than me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think well,
2: older you're just a twink yourself. So, I mean, gosh, how he must be 12 or something.
0: <laughs> very, um, very enthusiastic about now 57. Very, very <laughs> enthusiastic.
3: <laughs> yeah. Leave it to the kids. Yeah. Um, and also, we got rid of the managing agents in my block, which is a very, very huge thing. Oh, <laughs> I've done that before. Yeah. Um, which has been a massive. And I'm, I'm in. Next kind of in the next stage of turning into my dad, I've I've become the co-chairman of the uh
4: Oh the, the residents. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
3: I am literally my dad now. So oh, hey. yeah, all the residents. You sorted out the bins, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh do you know what, listeners, you don't get this kind of stuff on some of those rubbish podcasts to be to <laughs> no, quality You really don't. So Johnny will be posting the agenda and minutes from that meeting shortly. And uh, Mark, um back from 1973
4: yeah i yeah you know it's been i've been living in 1973 this year um culturally but uh, you know i i've had a good i've had a good year too work-wise i've um i did some nice record store day things with mark armand and uh lovely viv albertine from the slits this year and i did a nice project with pulp i worked with pulp over the summer and um that was really very satisfying we put out the first girls allowed uh, anniversary deluxe edition of sound of the underground this year which was fantastic seeing that catalogue get some love uh what else have we done um oh uh Box of Sin and the Batcave, two two box sets on eighties youth culture. First one that came out was the story of the Batcave, the first sort of proper goth nightclub, Um, and then Box of Sin, which is done incredibly well. That's the story of gay clubs in the eighties. So nice accompaniment to Wadey's book there. And yeah, it's sold out twice. It's on it's on its second repress. It sold out, I think, within four days the first run of vinyl and CD. So. um there was some more made and now it's in repress again which is what you kind of want Um, I had a lot of fun working with soft Cell on a non-stop erotic cabaret you know super super deluxe box set double vinyl and all that stuff and I got involved in managing an Atmos mix for the first time in my life which was probably the most painful job I've ever had to do in my life with abbey road and various studio parts and everything like that. With my with my friend Pete perfidis um from now 73, I worked on the Irena Mancini debut album, which was beautiful, fantastic new artist, uh signed to Pete's Needle mythology label. Uh and yeah, I just had a good I had a good summer. You know, I saw Pulp twice, I saw Blur at Wembley. Blur is again. a soft sale in Audley End, and then everything went tits up because I had a fucking new knee put in and I've just uh come to a grinding halt, but I'm on the mend. Pop kids look after your knees. They never talk yes. look after you. No Yo, jacking. Stop yeah. jacking. <laughs> That's the what did for <laughs> me, jacking at heaven for too many years. <laughs> me and johnny also won a pub quiz oh yeah, yeah. Well, which good. i hosted
2: yeah. yes right. yeah, we did so, that was another highlight just sort of sitting yeah. across the room
4: from bob stanley and kind of slowly going yeah they beat bob stanley and Debsy oh, oh my wow. god heroes <laughs>
0: oh, well wow. if i can be a bit self-referential for a minute I was on Potmaster on the telly, so oh, yeah. you
4: were absolutely <laughs> fucking brilliant.
0: I didn't think about three times because of the repeats. It's, yeah, I mean, I wish I was on some sort of um, yes repeat. repeat fees, like the writer strike. Yeah, no, it was quite good. I've never you had were so brilliant. Like, it. yeah, it was a good laugh. To be honest, it was. You were <laughs> amazing. Yeah, it was actually it was yeah. actually
4: amazing.
0: Yeah. No,
2: I mean dude, you were through to the fu- well, I don't know if the spoilers now. I
4: mean uh, it's I not think a- we
0: can do spoilers now, it's been out for six months. You've got you you
4: were <laughs> finalist tomorrow. Don't give away who shot JR Wadey. Yeah.
0: you mentioned rainy mancini which is probably one of my favorite albums of the year and you also mentioned blur which is probably also one of my favorite albums of the year so quick shout out what albums would you want to put in people's stockings this christmas
2: uh everything but the girl is the greatest album yeah. of the year i also like the kems um to see where say she she's first proper is mm. really good as well and lots of kind of people that i've kind of automatically like PJ Harvey, Queens of the Stone Age, all these sort of people where you think, Have I got enough albums by these people? And then they're like, Oh, no, actually. And also, like the Sophia Cortez's album. But I must say, Blair at Wembley kind of moved me to tears as well. That was another highlight. And also, because I've read loads of books, I would put Michael's book in every stocking possible, as well as Pricey's and Daryl's. And anybody else who's been on back to know who I can. What the <laughs> Well, you know what?
4: <laughs> i Talking about the Chemical Brothers, and yes, that is uh, one of my favourites. And, uh, you know, as usual, I just agree with Lady. I mean, uh, Fuse is brilliant album, everything with the girl. But I, when I went for my consultation on this knee job, the surgeon, very, very nice surgeon, uh, asked me what I did, and I said what I did, and um, we ended up talking about the Chemical Brothers, and he was a real fan. And every time I would be going back to him, and he'd be saying oh you've got the new album blah 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 and so it was you know it's very nice having a surgeon that that liked a bit of a rave up and when i went down for the operation and they put me out <laughs> they brought me around at, it was ele- 10 30 i think on a friday night um i was brought round and um you know i just thought i was at the fair you know i was coming to and uh, he was standing over me going look listen listen we brought you round to hadaway on the radio, he <laughs> said, "We thought you'd like that." Amazing! You like music? Here's Hadaway. You like you <laughs> like rave music? Here's Hadaway. Just <laughs> <so, so laughs> happened to be on. The, but I quite like the idea that I was having my knee off, and they were listening to you know cheesy nineties rave pop while yeah. they were doing it.
0: <laughs> Johnny, what new music's tickled your fancy this year?
3: Well, I didn't listen to the Blur album, but I did Kane the Gorillas album.
1: Yeah, so that's kind of adjacent.
3: Um, Troy Sivan, I've been enjoying. Uh, that sounds like a, a tabloid headline, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> Carly Rae Jepsen's album, I loved. Return to form, well worth it. looking into. Yes, yes, very. Uh, yeah, kind of uh, like Cyboy off that. Actually, that was really Syboy, good. boy, really good with that little Midas touch. An interpolation, yeah. Yeah, I love that little bit that she threw in there because you kind of expected it to be a Bananarama cover, but she still referenced the 80s, even though it wasn't a Bananarama cover. So I love that. Janelle Monae's album, Short and Sweet, with a little cameo from Grace Jones, which proves that Grace Jones is still alive, everybody. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 15 years since the last album. Uh, The return of Everything But Girl has been marvellous. The return of Kylie. Mm. um, not that I've particularly loved what she's put out, but just the achievement, I think, is insane. So, hats off to Kylie. The return of De La Soul to streaming I've enjoyed mm. after all these years. Yeah, thank God. It's just made,
4: made it's completed a lot of playlists for me. Yes. The fact that that's <laughs> yeah, finally yeah. there. Yeah. It's filled in a lot of gaps. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You so know, that's, that's really
4: interesting what you say about Kylie, Johnny, because when I did my first Back to Now with Ian, One of the things we had, we were talking about. I should be so lucky, and we. One of the things we said was every half a decade or something, Kylie never lets you down. She will come back with an era defining single, and she did it again this year. She did it again, again, and it's like that's another one that will always define this year um you know alongside yeah. you know what what she's already done we can't get you out of my head and i should be so lucky and you know it's just something that she does so well what
2: i loved about it is i packed it for a midnight ducky about a week after it came out and i thought oh you know and as soon as i sort of just pressed play i thought well it could go either way went nuts. It was almost like a Robin or Pet Shop Boys moment in that in the Eagle. I mean Padam Padam is kind of one of those sort of singles where if you still had the two Ronnies, they
4: would be spoofing that you
2: they know would.
4: <laughs> Yeah. And you don't get a lot of records really. like that these days. No, yeah, no a don't. lot of records that reach that many people yeah Uh, culture everyone's in their own lane so much these days but yeah was definitely one of them yeah definitely and i can also recommend by the way um the audio book of britney spears autobiography which is really good listen and what a hard life she had and Mm. then you know it it wasn't she wasn't one of these i think because people thought oh she was from the disney lot you know that she had it easy my god that girl worked so hard against all the odds and she had a really complicated background just got to the Justin Timberlake stuff at the moment and the kind of shit she got from the media Mm -hmm. uh which was you know all all really unfair um you know it just goes to show that misogyny was very much alive and well in that era um but you know I'm I adore Britney Spears she's my favorite pop star of that that particular time and um her autobiography has not let me down an interesting fact before she went in to record baby one more time she stayed up all night listening to tainted love by soft cell so Mm. that she wouldn't sleep and she would get that kind of slightly husky passion that mark armand has on tainted love so there we go that was the inspiration for the baby one more time lyric um vocal sorry wow (laughs) <laughs> what were your favourites this year, Ian?
0: One of the albums recently I've really enjoyed um, has been the Corey and Bailey Ray album. Oh my That's God, really- why did you
4: put a track on my holiday playlist for me? Yeah.
0: It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. It's, yeah. I mean, it's bonkers. It goes all over the place, <laughs> but yeah. it's absolutely brilliant. And yeah, i have really enjoying that. That's been really good. New album which is just out actually A band called The Bathers, Glasgow band um, They had albums in the 90s um, as well. A guy called Chris Thompson Who used to be in a band called Friends again With James Grant from Love and Money But anyway he's putting your album out through uh, Last Night from Glasgow, record label And it is beautiful, It's really nice, it's called Sirenesque. And if you could imagine Tom Waits Stumbling into a Blue Nile session Ooh oh, you're, okay. you're kind of I can imagine that there's been a lot of really good reissues this year as well. We know we like a good reissue. Big shout out to Mark Armand's um, Tenement Symphony*, which has been oh really, yes, so I haven't fully yeah. that. Yet, brilliant reissue. We as well. Boy 3 box set was amazing yes. as well. Mm. Yes, been good. we've been spoiled. We've been spoiled again. Now, I mean, they've outdone themselves this year again with just the volume of volumes that have come out, but the quality still. Way up there I mean it's been brilliant So Let's do the review Started off on the 6th of January Now yearbook 85 extra And 43 issues later
2: 43 I was looking through the list And I was like Oh there's about 30 here Yeah
0: Well As we record this as 43, we've had pretty much, pretty much everything, to be honest, a few surprises. I suppose really we'll just, I will open up to you guys. What have been the kind of highlights from the Now releases this year? Any surprises?
2: Aside from the yearbooks, my favourite yearbooks were 78 and 73. Mm. And 88, um, 88's amazing. I actually really like the Now Eurovision because the amount of love and kind of detail that went into that Mm. Uh, and the fact that the uh both the cd and the vinyl kind of had the same amount of tracks whereas it wasn't like edged down that was incredible and like it, you know you can't beat any album that's got like teaching ding-a-dong on and uh conchita and uh loreen and all that sort of stuff that was surprisingly like a good listen do you know what i mean i thought it was going to be like an obstacle course but actually it's really quite uh it quite lovely. Quite well, you know, yeah. I know Mark doesn't like Eurovision, but when you're sort of sitting in front of it, getting mildly uh, tipsy, it's sort of, oh, actually, yeah, there's a few good songs here. I, I I usually like the ones on the night that I usually like, usually end up at like, being voted at tw- number 12 or something like that. But um, yeah, that was quite good. The 12 inch 80s were incredible. And the high energy and pop final as well. It seemed like every, as I was kind of getting my book kind of in through the final finale, that came along with the PWL compilation and Boxer Sin. So I was kind of being surrounded by high energy for the, like, the last month of getting that done. So, uh, but that was incredible. I also like the 60s pop as well, which perhaps uh, didn't really sort of. I, I, it's just nice to kind of have all that sort of stuff. Also, the, the Now Disco and Now Soul vinyl boxes as well.
0: When you say the the Now 12-inch 80s, do you mean the Now Dance 80s or the kind of reboot of each year that's coming out?
2: I like the Now Dance where it was the nod to the original series. Yeah, yeah I that. That was amazing. And the cover art to that. And also the fact that, like, some of those records, you really haven't barely even got onto streaming or anything. And the fact that, you know, they're back out there on cd as well some of these kind of re-swizzles you've not heard of since those albums and the original 12s but i like the series of the 12 inch 80s where it's going to go through year by year and like you know at the end of the series it's like for the 80s you're just going to see how kind of 1980 was kind of basically slightly longer versions or whatever mm-hmm. or album versions of things whereas by the end of the decade, it's going to be completely mad, re kind of petty-bone, all this sort of stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I've already started my switch. wish list of what now 1289 <laughs> is going to sound like. It's like, oh, my goodness. Johnny, what's been your favourite
3: nose this year? Well, the classic soul box, I think I agree with Ian on this. It's really nice. I'm not a huge vinyl fan. Like, I will buy... A vinyl record of an album that I absolutely adore. Mm. Whether that's an old one or a new one, but I won't kind of buy an '80s pop compilation newly released on vinyl because I just think, well, I've I've got a playlist of that, and you know, it's just more convenient. But if you're going to put anything on vinyl, put classic soul on vinyl. So here it is. Is, I, I also like that
2: because like whenever i come home and there's post and like my other half who i won't mention he says oh not another bloody now album And i said no you'll like this one and he's like oh god this is amazing <laughs> yeah yeah but that's, it
0: that's is really his it's, era <laughs>
3: it's a great it's a great collection and it's it's um it is one of those one of those collections that you would put like you, you just put on and just kind of chill out to or dance about to. You and, just walk uh, around in your dressing gown.
4: <laughs> yes,
3: exactly. <laughs> in the was, yeah. That's where I was going with it. Yes, I suppose. <laughs> uh, you know me too well. Um, I, d- I did like the the Now Dance the 80s. I did, li- I did like it. I kind of felt like they could have maybe filled in the gap. They had like 85, 86 and then they had one in 89 and I would have enjoyed a kind of let I, I know that it's based on original releases, but I would have enjoyed maybe a facsimile of chart show dance. Oh, the chart show hit, dance album. album! Remember that? Remember that kind of thing, just to slot it in the middle and make it yeah. more coherent, because it oh. it feels a little bit like if the casual buyer were to pick this up and have a look at it. we're Okay, but what about all the stuff in between?
0: What about serious by Donna Allen? And oops, see? by Sly and Robbie. I'm just actually okay. just rhyming off the chart. So there's fake 88, yeah, all <laughs> and of that. And and seawash.
3: Yes. Let's um, see
0: then what the um now 12 inch 80s 1987 volume looks like. That actually that will that come out this year? I don't know no god no oh I mean, 2026 at this rate yeah, probably <laughs> so, yeah so we've got plenty of time to get trackless ready for that one to be honest well, I but also, what i like
2: about the that now thing i mean because now obviously as we've sort of said before has got like several audiences There's just sort of mm-hmm. your high street audience who kind of go for the numbered versions and then there's kind of the, the sort of more specialist ones that kind of the people who have the long lasting fans the people who have been there for 40 years who will see that cover and go oh wow i had that on album and you know they'll they'll kind of put it so i suspect there's kind of different audiences but yes i i I mean i appreciate that but i suspect the year volumes are going to really kind of go for it i suspect 1987 is going gosh yes that's going to be imperial phase Pet shops that's going to
3: be amazing especially now that they seem to be back on now yes absolutely yearbook wise yeah 88 is definitely my favorite I thought 92 was dreadful, so please go back to the drawing board with that and uh, start again with the 90s. Thanks. What was dreadful? <laughs> I actually really enjoyed 92. Hang on. No. I'm
0: looking across from my copy now. Vanessa Paradis absence. Oh, uh, was goes Vanessa Paradis. You're right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. I it's know. my I, um, Vanessa Paradis envoy on Earth. I'll end on a positive though, because I tell you what I really loved mm. was the graphic design for now one, one, four. Oh so, yeah yeah that was good i put it on share screen oh this one the one that's
0: yeah. got all the stickies on it
3: oh it's gorgeous i could look at this forever yeah it's yeah. good. It's just fab
0: that's actually what you was saying that's knowing your audience because that's so referential to so many different things
3: Yes, the the old now music logo in there and Yeah. Yeah yeah. Your cassettes, your your little um rockety uh, ice creams, zoom zoomy ice creams. It's oh.
4: so nice. It's, it's flash.
3: good. It's good. It's my favorite my favorite now cover since now thirteen. What? Thank you. Yeah. Mikey, yes. all the way back.
0: All I'm just going to say, back. listeners, the reason that we're getting quite ah oh, is because Johnny shared a screen, which obviously doesn't work on an audio pod. He's now zoomed in on the screen. Um, he's now flipped it upside down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously oh, oh. just at this point listeners go and find a picture of the now one one four sleeve and just look at it for a second or two mm-hmm. press pause and and then come back when you're ready i just uh, want to, go back to um you'd mentioned 92 where the 92 works for me is the extra yes uh, i've got it open now right the extras are brilliant because the extras go just that bit deeper and i'm going to say the seven inch mix of precious by annie lennox is on there so thank you very much guys for that but yeah it's um and they they put the 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 drowners drowners.
4: they put the drowners drowners. even a hit but that's
0: because we all nod and look back and we remember you know it just feels like that
4: year to me and the i mean a lot of it yes not it wasn't my choice i was you know I was out clubbing and bumming and all that stuff. So, you know, I'm I'm never gonna be a big fan of a reissue of My Girl by the Temptations, much as we love it. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't the sort of thing that I was really focused on. But you know, when when looked at in the round between the yearbook and ninety-two, I just thought they'd done a pretty good job. Yes, Vanessa Parody is a shame, but they probably yeah. couldn't license that one. But uh, you know, it was a funny, it was a funny year, 92. It's not it doesn't feel as joyous as 90 and 91 it's not as daisy age is it um as the sort of all au- the good awesome years but i thought they'd done a pretty good job and you know there were some really sweet little things on there like like drowners and vibology by Paul Rabdol, which one mm-hmm. of my favorite songs of that era yeah uh, john saccarda just another day is a banger which yeah. at the time i loathed but I,
2: it's become one of those kind of i don't know whether lockdown and ken bruce kind of put it into my head a bit more but Stuff like that, where you, you I belatedly got into rock set about thirty years
0: late, <laughs> and also it's got Cicero lovers everywhere on it, which is like, yeah, which
3: you, a, you know, you don't, don't see that compiled very often. Don't see that. Look at now, nineteen eighty eight, and I go, yeah, 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 <laughs> and, like, and like nineteen ninety two for me was just like. I was li- it's it was like digging in the dirt trying to find a little bit. What document. about if you put the best of what of
4: the of the yearbook and the extra together, Johnny? You uh, could you could probably make the best playlist ever. The JK edit. The JK, JK. edit. Exactly.
0: exactly. Uh Mark, what about you? What's been oh, Well, obviously
4: 73. I'm not going to go on about that because really? was- <laughs> No, <laughs> I'm not because I, I, There's a, there's a very really good entire good podcast movie. about it that you can mm. listen to. Um, So, uh, you know, I, uh, yeah, I loved, you know, I just wanted to say something Wadey touched on it about 78 and I don't, I just like the seventies, but I do love the seventies. And they do some really nice things on these collections that I I sort of think that they need bigging up. I mean, to see things like the man with a child in his eyes on a compilation Mm. was amazing. And although it's not something I would ever reach to listen to, you never see the Smurf song on compilations anymore. It was that year, it was, I think it was only kept off number one by Rivers of Babylon or something like that. And it was around all. Bloody Summer, Spring Summer. Records that I absolutely love, like Galaxy of Love by Crown Heights Affair, Voyage uh, from East to West is, is just such a banger. Raphael Acara, all these yeah. forgotten about big, big hits. And they do the new wave so well. They do the mainstream so well. They always get the soul and disco right. And you can kind of trust that, you know, anything you think is missing, you mm. can kind of bet your bottom dollar that it's not because they didn't look for it. It's just that they couldn't get it um i really enjoyed the 12 inch 81 12 inch 80s 1981 that was my peak teenage years and you know when when i got it through the post i thought oh, i'll have all those but there's actually loads on it i don't have the 12 inch versions of yeah. you know there's there's some great great i don't have the 12 inch of wordy wrapping hood i don't have the 12 the 12 inch of visage by visage which i do have is so much better than the seven inch the single mm-hmm. version uh i don't, didn't have the 12 inch of um favorite shirts i didn't didn't even know there was one the handheld in black and white by dollar well how good to have an extended version of that so that that was brilliant um i i love the soul i love the disco stuff there's the new one that i'm looking at now which is the sort of hot gold has anyone seen yeah, one? I love this one fabulous no, that vinyl is, vine is- was incredible yeah, I mean yeah, it just yeah. does it makes a really decent fist of going from, you know, the 80s to like 10 minutes ago and yeah. that that's that, that's not easy to do. They've kind of got everything in there and it's sensitively compiled and not all of them are my favorites, but you know, you, you, they this bang up to date, they've picked some interesting things to go on there too. So what I just think that we're seeing is that 43 releases are still <laughs> finding the gems and they're still filling in uh, you know, official seven-inch versions, which I've yes. you know, never been able to get digitally before, they're still coming up with them, so... It, you've it,
0: just touched on something, Mark, there, right? Because earlier on, a few weeks ago, I was talking to somebody about the anniversary stuff coming up, right? And they were saying, but why are you still interested at, at this point of buying these albums? Surely you just go online and blah, blah, blah. So I could, I thought, no, it's the curation. Yeah, And actually, yeah. you just summed it up. You know, you take an album like Pop Gold, right? That shouldn't work, but it so works because of the sequencing and the way it's pulled together, and this next to that goes to there and then it jumps to there. You know, that's the beauty of these albums. Uh, Yeah,
4: you could put that on at a Christmas party with your family of all generations hmm. in the background and buy... The middle of disc two, the volume would be whacked right up and people would be going, turn it up, turn it up, I love that one. It is so well compiled. And there is something about a compilation, which I guess is why we're all here, Mm. which is about the human touch. It's not just an algorithm that someone's generated for you. Somebody has put those songs and those artists in a particular order. um, And it's really jarring when it doesn't work. But uh, in, in most cases when we're talking about now, especially these days, it's Mm. fantastic. There is such a good run um, on the volume that I'm going to talk about later on. That I just sort of thought that's one of the best runs of any compilation ever. And it's an era that I'm not even particularly, I wouldn't have said fond of. So yeah, yeah, brilliant. I mean, it's been, it's been a great year. I love, I love getting the vinyl. I love getting the CDs. And just on that pop gold fantasy island by tight mm. fit.
2: We've not touched upon the, the new series of the Millenniums. Yeah, um, I was going to say. Because, oh, um, I mean, again, it's almost like a completely different world, the way they've put together. I think once you've got all these kind of yearbooks and then the Millenniums and everything kind of connected, mm. it would just be this amazing evolution. But, the, you know, the fact that you've got, like, things like Family Affair by Mary G. by John Vinyl and stuff, where yeah. you can't leave it on the single, you know. And, You've got sort of people like you know U2, Coldplay, REM, and then there's Kylie and Wycliffe and then rubbish like Crazy Town. But I mean, it is they are the summations of that those yep. years. Yeah. And it, again, they're very quite attractive. They're
0: lovely. They're lovely, and I'm very much looking forward to them continuing into 2024. They're going to be great. <laughs>
3: Back to now, back to conviviality. My name is Daryl Easley. Can you believe that now is 40 years old? There I was, W.H. Smith, 1983, and I thought, hmm, that one looks a cut above. It's no Raiders of the Pop Charts. Congratulations. What a lovely podcast you have. Carry on. You're a lovely man. So, yeah, we are celebrating
0: 40 years. It's forty years. The twenty-eighth of November nineteen eighty-three, the day before my eleventh birthday. Aww. And I didn't I didn't get it. It's just unbelievably brilliant that we're actually here forty years later. I remember somebody saying to me back in school, Oh, they'll stop at ten. They'll stop yeah. at ten. <laughs> <laughs> it's just become such an iconic thing And it's, it's just fabulous um, And throughout this episode, listeners You've been hearing and will continue to hear Lovely birthday messages from lots of previous guests as well And it's just, you know, the fact that there's been so much interest In this anniversary as well is wonderful Right, I'm, I'm going to ask you very quick. I'm going to put you on the spot very, very quickly Before we review the new albums that are coming out To celebrate mm. the 40th Your first now and your favourite now
2: My first now was Now 3 the one that I first had, it, it, you know, yeah. at home. I remember we used to go out, this was back when sort of supermarkets were out of town, so we travelled up to an exotic just outside of Colchester, Tesco, and they had vinyl records. And I remember, like, seeing this now thing. Mm. Oh, well, this is sort of slightly different to, you yeah, bog Bogoff's on Ronco and stuff. And little did we know how, how doomed Kate L and Ronco were literally, like, overnight. But i was always fascinated i always loved the sleeve notes and i always like how they were compiled and like in the chart as we speak type thing on tina turner's let's stay together on that first one but yeah now three was the first one that i had at home there was like two tribes a different version Yeah, had all these kind of uniqueness things yes. happening uh the small town boy and star council and stuff like that i think my favorite is possibly 11 it, what was the one at end of 99 she
1: it's now forty-four with the massive number ones from Robbie Williams and Britney Spears.
2: Yes, that, I think that is the biggest selling one, and I was at Smash Hits at the time, and I remember that coming along, and we were all like, oh "My God, this has got everything of this year on," and um, that was incredible. I have fond memories of that one as well. So. Big
1: Big is back.
4: Now that's what I call music five. Thirty chart-dogging hits on one posh double album with Marillion. Can you-
3: uh my first one was now five uh which i bought in double H smith's on cassette ahead of uh i don't know why my 1985 trip to spain keeps coming up in these podcasts but, uh, <laughs> anyway that was the soundtrack to uh to my trip to spain and back had a view to a kill at the beginning uh the word girl F, icing on the cake into deep you know, some top, top pop moments. And um, the commentators. And the comment, and, and but yes, some top pop moments and the and commentators. commentators. Exactly, and, yes, absolutely. Yeah. God, we we don't hear that ever, do we? We don't hear <laughs> the <laughs> old never, yeah, please. Could you do maybe a comedy records master mix? Of- I, I did one once uh, around Comet Relief. We had uh, uh, Star Turn on 45 Pints, we had uh, Morris Minor in the Majors. I think we had uh, nelly the elephant and we also had uh star Trek in by the firm in there oh it was good it was fun snot rap was in there Oh that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> how, how did you recover after opening your vein doing this <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a lot more fun than i anticipated yeah it rap was in there. yeah oh, yeah
0: what about um what about favorite it's it's tough
3: to pick a favorite i have to say i mean I automatically go back to now, now 5 because it was so ingrained in me. Like, it, as I say, it was like the soundtrack to like a holiday. So I would have it on loop for two weeks. So it's kind of really stayed with me. But another one, I think, yes, Now 11, as you say, uh, is a classic. Now 12, I really love most of. I love the uh, the graphic design on Now 12 as well. It, 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 for some reason, it takes me back to... Yeah, happy sunny time. It felt like nineteen eighty it like, felt like summer lasted forever in nineteen eighty-eight for some reason. Yeah. And now twelve kind of personifies that for me. So yes. Now me. twelve, I'm gonna say, is my fave.
4: Well my first was now one because I was I was actually working on a Saturday in WH Smith on the record counter. So I remember it coming in and opening it up and just thinking, oh, that looks really sort of square and grown up i suppose i'd grown up on k where it was all like really exciting looking and this was this sleeve was incredibly you know mature and it felt really expensive and it felt very and then and then of course we were all ripping open the shrink wrap uh or whatever to look at the track listing and it was you know it was a real moment to see that they'd got all that stuff on the same album i mean the the big claim that they make inside they've got virtually all of the number ones of the year there's a few missing but they you know they'd summed up the year I ended up getting it with my Saturday wages or whatever it was the first one and then I sort of collected them you know right right the way up I mean until I sort of stopped somewhere around 30s probably even if I never played them and then got way back into them in the 50s and you know just filled in all the gaps ever since so um so that one um hey you the rock steady crew you know double dutch all these fantastic records on number one uh alongside those big number one records and uh my favorite
1: now 11 featuring the catch Shop boys
4: wait, wait, well i'm gonna say now 11 as well because i did it but there's a couple that I just really loved. So I'm very, very fond of now 26, which I think, did Will Hodgkinson do that one? I yeah. Think, you know, the one, it was, a, yeah. again, it was all red a and pinkly cover. and Christmassy. Yeah, yeah. beautiful
2: yeah. cover. And that that throws me back to kind of when I was working at R-Prices, when you, these came in, I always remember the, Christ, the ones at Christmas coming in. And I really love because that's got like distant well, sun and just, go west and all sorts of stuff on. Yeah,
4: and it just seems to fill in a load of singles that i'd never got round to buy it just that one there were about 10 on there mm-hmm. but things like uh swv right here and you know uh, uh, things like laid by james which i never bought as a single and uh had on that one uh mr Vane <laughs> was another one and uh you know it had the good men and usually i was working in virgin megastore at the time usually at the end of the year we'd get our christmas wages and i'd go around and sort of hoover up on import cd single a lot of records that i'd missed i just hadn't got round to buying i didn't need to do that because this sort of seemed to do that job really nicely oh yeah. that's the way love goes uh probably my favorite janet jackson song is on that one and i i love that one i love now 13 which was another christmassy one. Oh, the space one yeah yeah with um with um well, Mac well, on it, and um, I Burn It Up by the Beatmasters and Inner City, and I think Eleven will always be my favourite, and I was lucky enough to get to do that.
0: With all the anniversary stuff that's been going on, chant loads of people and various things like that, coming round to this idea that 1988 might possibly be the best year now ever had. Yeah, it
4: feels like it. We've all said a 1988, haven't we? All, all three of yeah. us have kind of gone back to it.
0: about that 11, 12, 13, people fondly remember... And I suppose with the Now 88 yearbook, it's kind of resonated with that as well, this year as well. So um, for me, I, I would say, well, Now 3 was my first, um, which is why it was so great having Mark Savage on this year from the BBC. And we just oh, just even talked about XDR tones at the beginning. Yes,
2: that was peak nerdery. I loved XDR that. That was brilliant. <laughs>
0: first. Um, that was my first and still, yeah, just hugely fond memories. Now Seven's probably my favourite. I keep saying this. I mean, I loved a lot of the 20s, but Now 7... There's something about summer 86 for me, and I don't even know, wasn't it wasn't, I don't know, something just, yeah,
4: brilliant. I'm going to look up now, Seven, because I've just, I need to remind, remind, me. oh, yeah, right, okay. But so Sledgeham. I heard, I heard camouflage on the radio last night and thought that's
0: a, it's that's life a box and Inful. seven inch of absolute beginners by Bowie, and oh, it's just brilliant. It's
2: just oh, and the first now Christmas as a sidebar, that's also quite, well, obviously, too. obviously. <laughs> Hello, this is Mark Savage, the BBC's music correspondent, just calling in to say happy birthday now. If you were a band, you would be seven times bigger than The Beatles. 113 UK number one albums, and every single one of them as odd and as brilliant and as quirky as the public's taste in music. Did we really need six consecutive albums with songs by the Venga Boys? Who knows? It is great to see you reach this milestone. Happy birthday to you.
1: Ian, this is Catherine Lowe, and tonight I celebrate my love for your brilliant podcast and the original Now That's What I Call Music. Some great associations with these songs. I have a lovely memory of my friends and I in the kitchen slash living room of my flat on my 30th birthday doing the safety dance in the light of some rickety mobile disco lights. Tracks like Double Dutch and Temptation knocked me sideways when I first heard them, and I have a real weakness for the opening 40 seconds of Too Shy. Tracy Ullman's They Don't Know being on the album makes me so happy. What a songwriter Kirsty McCall was. Happy birthday now. Thanks for keeping me fascinated. Now 40 years. Now that's what I call music. Now that's what I call 40 years.
0: As part of the anniversary, um, we were all there for the 10th anniversary editions in 1993 and they were fab. And then they did the Millennium Ones in 1999 and they were fab as well. So now we're putting out these four volumes to kind of basically cover a decade each, which is genius. As homework listeners, I gave each of our esteemed guests one of the albums. (laughs) They're not going to give us a big review, (laughs) but just a very brief review. And they're going to tell us all about them. So, Johnny, you were looking at the first of the 43 reissue things. Oh, yes, I was. 83, I... 93. Man, there's some bangers on there.
3: Yes. <laughs> Partly by default, I was kind of thinking, well, you know, maybe I'll try something out of the 80s for a change. But no, here I am. Back. Um, back in the 80s. Um, actually, what's really interesting about this um, three-CD set is the very first track on it, Culture Club, Karma Chameleon, is the first single i ever bought or, or with my own pocket money um so it's very nice that it starts with that and the song that it finishes on which is sade's no ordinary love takes me back to a torrid love affair i had in paris that summer mm. and uh, it kind of bookends kind of innocence into the opposite of that so it's quite nice I find it difficult to talk about 80s compilations like this because I look at them and I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think they've done a really good job. What I find difficult about a compilation like this is that obviously because I'm so invested in all of the years, well, certainly up to 1989, as far as work is concerned, I always think, oh, they could just put that on and that on and that on and that on and that on. on." But actually, it's it's a really good collection of, pop hits i particularly like pet shop boys through to kim wilde <laughs> yeah. um cd2 is pretty strong i like i tell you let's talk about where it goes into 90 into the 90s in fact because uh so cd3 and those first two songs both number ones from the 90s and that those are two Two number ones from a run of five in 1990 that yeah. will forever for me be the best run of number ones. Off the top of my head was Sinead Connor. Nothing Compares to You, Madonna Vogue. There was a Damsky Killer. There was Beats International dub, Be Good to Me. There's one other mm. in there. Snap. I think it's, it's Snap. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Snap yeah. the Power. Yes. Excellent. Um, So that will forever for me be like the best run of number one singles. Uh, and actually Sinead's on there further on Yeah, with,
2: yeah. It's because she wasn't on until a later one So she wasn't on at the oh, Ashrine,
0: Yeah, yeah Because Now
2: 18 was a bit strange Where it had kind of sacrifice and nothing compares Whereas they weren't on You know, the previous one or whatever
3: Right, okay, that explains it I was like, why is it down there yeah. number six Where it should be like with the others But, uh, you know, Shakespeare's Sister, fantastic The KLF, fantastic Snap, The mm-hmm. Dancer, fantastic Charles and Eddie, carry on. Come on. No, no, I'm just going to... I had to stop it, Charles (laughs) and Eddie, didn't I? I'm so sorry. Um, And as I say, finishes on an absolutely cracking tune, which is uh, Sade's No Ordinary Love, which is great because it wasn't that huge. So you see that on there. But yeah, it's a solid collection of tunes. Very few skips. Um, Perhaps, if I'm going to say anything, because now five is like, as I was saying earlier... The first one I bought, and uh, possibly my favorite now as well. As a result, Sister Sledge, Frankie. From <laughs> now on, <manage>. yeah, no, <laughs> I could no. done without that one. Do they have issues licensing Duran Duran? Is that right? Duran that... Duran are on there with Ordinary World. Yeah, but, um, they are whether... further on. Yeah, yeah.
2: So. I mean, the thing is, I suppose you know, there's kind of like all these co- kind of graphs thinking. Well, what works here, there, there yes. and everywhere, and so. I, I don't know. When, when I've kind of done compilations like this before, where I've sort of done them for my the sisters, where year by year, this is amazing, I love this, but then you think a couple of years later, oh, this song, but they were actually bigger this year, so you kind of start yeah. kind of patching yeah. around. But, I,
0: I mean, mean... To be fair, right, if somebody had asked us to compile... A compilation best of now from eighty three to ninety three. We would, we would like it round it. and round and round. So actually, fair play. They they've pulled this together. They'll always it would never run. get
3: released if we had to. If we had to decide exactly,
0: you know. So interesting. note, I'm just gonna say this because this is the kind of stuff I notice and I can't avoid it. It's Debbie Harry on here. I want that man. Whereas I think on now sixteen it was Deborah Harry. Yeah. So yeah. just find out there.
3: It's my growing—they're they're my growing up years. They are literally like the first record I ever bought at the top, and then by the end of it, I was at—you know—halfway through my first year at uni. So, um, you know, it's pretty much the soundtrack of my coming of age, except for uh, Sister Sledge, Frankie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you could have had the
3: commentators on.
0: You'd have been the commentators of the Conway brothers.
3: <laughs> That's true. It's missed opportunity. Yeah.
0: So I um I had a look at ninety-three to oh three, which starts with meatloaf. I do anything for love, but I won't do that on 026, and ends on yeah. Daniel Beddingfield. I I've got a confession to make. Um, this almost exactly sums up the period when I stopped buying now's. Like Mark was saying, went back afterwards, obviously, and hoovered them up. This this was my student years. This was me kind of, you know, student and then kind of moving into real life stuff. And I was probably thinking I was too big for pop music and now. So I would have been away listening to indie and dance music and all that kind of stuff. So actually, this was, a, this was an interesting one to go back to because it kind of covers that mid-90s kind of hinterland before what became Britpop and Dance, and then it shifts into that, and then it gets incredibly poppy towards the end of the of the 90s before it moves into that kind of incredibly poppy R&B time at the beginning of the noughties. So it was, yeah, it was really fascinating, and there's, there's a lot of big ballads on there. There's the, the Wet, 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 All for One doubler, which is like, whoa, from Now28, which is interesting because you could have picked up, I think there was Blur on Now28, and they're not on here at all. Um there's okay. a very little Brit pop. Um you've got supergrass and you've got Oasis, I think, on there. And CNECN, brilliant. He's on the phones on there. Um it's great because C D two starts with Fast Love and we'll skip over Deep Blue, something like most people tend to try and do. No big love for Deep Blue Something. Yes, it's no. Deep Blue
2: Something. I think of setting sun, which it knocked off number one. But anyway, no. yeah.
0: Um, and then you've got Prodigy, and they've got the Source and Candy Staten and it's just, it's just really, really good. Although that, that would be the remix of the Source, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. be yes. the New Voyager
3: mix. Can't um, find the other one anywhere. I don't know what they've done with it. They've, they've, they've go- buried it somewhere. Go- it won't allow anyone to listen to it.
0: But it's great. And then you've got those big dance tracks. You've got ETB on there. and britney and it's yeah it's it's just again such a great pulling together of those big pop moment um and daniel beddingfield
2: Um, (laughs) 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 Play to the now team and jamie in particular you know trying to sum up all these things and kind of have a something from each album and then not repeat because you you don't you know you've got what i don't know how many tracks there are across these four volumes, but I mean, there's what's at least 60 a piece. That's like bloody out 240 tracks to kind of juggle. I know. And think, well, that will work. That flows, that goes there. But yeah, it's, it's incredible because to kind of jump around with all these tracks and kind of have these memories thrown at you randomly. I, I mean, could you imagine on Boxing Day going through this entire full volume thing and kind of just like sitting there kind of half-cut and having I mean, your memories flash by you for the last 40 years? I'd just
0: be mad. It's an incredible feat for the 40th anniversary to pull these together. So the team have brilliantly summed it up across these four
3: albums. Can I ask, just looking at these track lists, just are any artists across all four volumes repeated which is also another as you say juggling all of these tracks and going oh no we're going to put them here we won't put them there well this is the thing what i found amazing about it is like it you know both
2: the condensed version and all these versions starts with karma chameleon and ends up with padam padam now there's plenty of kylie moments that you could have had throughout that thing but to kind of end on that is sort of you know yes Amazing, because yes. you know, that's also, like we said earlier, it, it, You know, it wasn't like a number one massive thing, but it felt like a number one. It's kind of one of these generational songs, like we say,
0: yeah. that kind of crossed over and was kind of a thing. I suppose but in some ways, though, Padam Padam and Kylie embody everything about now. In some, mm-hmm. because, it's kind you of know, had
2: its ups and downs But yeah, it absolutely. kind of comes back stronger each time
0: Yeah, yeah And you know, we all celebrated Padam Padam Because I think Mark said it earlier It was a moment It was that reminder again And actually, it's a wonderful way to bookend On that single volume Karma mm. comedian and Kylie
3: absolutely. It's Gay rights right there, isn't it? Just it the- is gay
0: rights
1: Hello, Ian. David Monero here. Thank you so much for having me on Back to Now to talk about Now57 from 2004. Although, to be honest, I could have reminisced for hours about so many others, uh, including the first double cassettes that I bought with my pocket money in the 90s or all the CDs that I collected in the noughties and beyond. I guess for me, growing up, the Now albums meant that I didn't really have to join a musical tribe. I could enjoy all the big, bright, glossy chart pop of Britney and S Club and then discover bands like Razorlight and Coldplay or all those amazing random dance tracks that sat at the end of CD2. It was basically about having the entire chart in your pocket in your cd player long before the ipod came along and i think we forget how exciting and how special that was for a teenage music fan happy 40th birthday to now and i guess a big thank you to now for the musical education and the musical freedom that those compilations gave me
0: mark you have looked at the third volume which is from 2003 to 2013
4: Tell yeah a bit, so. okay so uh, funny time in pop music that yeah. you know we're past the actual millennium bit we're in download moving into streaming you know that's all kind of going on so uh mainly mainly downloads it starts in the download era and by the time we end we're all on spotify streaming this is the one where i said you know it starts with one of the greatest runs on any now disc ever
3: your party like your
4: the record starts party with india like club crimea river hole in the head somewhere only we know leave right now milkshake and hey ya which i it's just phenomenal i mean there's nothing to interrupt that and they're all completely different genres and it's just a a, a wonderful scene you know like and Uh, uh, Another thing that stood out for me was that in 2012, I did one of my stupid uh, things for for no reason. I I made myself listen to that week's top 20 every single day on the way to work and the way coming home. So I lived the singles chart for that bit of the year. So I, I became... You know, incredibly fond of some of those some of the records from 2012 on this one uh the fun janelle a one cardi rege Jepson obviously uh was from that year not gangnam style that drove me bloody mad there's a funny th- question mark which I, I just wanted to throw open to the gang about downloads versus streaming versus international because we live in an international world now that you can see global streams so i was i was sort of interested to see obviously take that around this volume with uh, rule the world and that was a massive british pop moment i think on spotify it looks like they've got something like 77 million streams which is you know pretty bloody good but what's not on there is Dancing on My Own by Robin, which in my head, in my world, Mm. was a complete era-defining record, 311 million streams. So more people globally, you know, so, so this is what I'm saying is that I think that now have done a brilliant job here looking at the British Singles chart. It's funny how time plays tricks with you and things you think were massive weren't necessarily in, in chart wise but they have become
3: sorts of legendary was uh, dancing on my own honor now album originally though a numbered one
0: yep it was it was, it was on hang on <laughs>
3: <laughs> checks Philofax in brain i think it was
0: on
4: <laughs> what would we do without you mcdermott it was it was on no 76
3: there you go yes I, so. I just sort of thought,
4: you know, that was interesting. i mean, it's not a criticism because yeah. if I was compiling this, I probably would have uh, chosen to put, take that on anyway. But uh, they they do they do sort of deviate from the high chart position stuff. So, video games by Lana Del Rey, obviously a landmark record, only got to number nine. And it was in the charts for thirty-one weeks because we're now in an era where records never seem to go away. You know, Wasn't some...
2: Tom Odell not a particularly big hit at the time, but it's since gone exactly. on. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah.
4: So, that, but that's that's why I think. So, you know, if you've got Tom doing that, why not Bung dancing on my own on as well? Because for me, it is you know, it's so many people. It's it's the biggest floor filler yeah. still from that era that I I can think of. Yeah. I wanted to say one more thing, which was that. It reminded me of the slap bang in the middle of this period. We're talking about two thousand six, two thousand seven. Universal as a record company just went stellar. You know they have uh, Polydor, Mercury, and Ireland in the mid two thousands, and they're just as a combined force pretty much indomitable as a as a as a record company. Uh, But some of the labels, a little like Polydor, Mercury and Island alone, you know, doing more business than EMI, which was a giant at the time. So on the volume that I review, Nelly Furtado, Scissor Sisters, Mika, Kaiser Chiefs, Amy Winehouse, Take That, Duffy, Sam Sparrow, The Killers, Pixie Lott, Cheryl Cole, Larue, Black Eyed Peas and Gaga. And that's two thirds of that disc are just Universal artists. And I will never forget the Brits in 2007 well uh, in 2008 were just all it was one universal act after another and elsewhere on the disc you've got 50 cents sugar babes keem tony christie pussycat dolls florence and the machine carly ray jepson lana del rey jesse J. so it was you know it was a it was a great time for that for that record company um that sort of jumped out as a record of an era like i say it does feel like uh another era you know it's funny how it does feel i'd be interested to see what wadey has got to say about the most recent one Mm. this fits it feels like another time it feels like a time that's gone now um and something we can get nostalgic about girls
3: i I really enjoyed this period in pop actually i i you know there was a lot to love Mm. yeah Uh, yeah you know
2: I was very much
3: into Hype Machine and all the blog stuff,
2: Mm. but also there was loads of amazing pop stuff, like, as you say, like Lily Allen and all this sort of stuff coming through. It is not rose-tinted. I mean, it was a genuinely great era, of almost kind of like one-off hits but you know people like if you think of the Ting Ting's and Estelle and all this sort yeah. of stuff Ting well.
4: would have been really good on there actually I mean they've got Icona Pop you know um, I love it uh, which is obviously essential Ting Ting's would have fitted very nicely but yeah like you say the, the new breeder there Lily Allen's there Amy Gaga One Direction Fly Lana, Florence, uh, Bastille, of course, who have done something like 1.5 billion streams on Spotify of Pompeii alone. Who, who would have guessed I know. that that would end up doing that business? Sister Sisters, of course, uh, biggest album of the midpoint of that period mm. uh, and a, a pop phenomenon. But I, I found it very, very uh, interesting, and it reflected that time really well.
1: Hello, Ian, you big pop swat. This is Sean Pattenden, and I'm here to say a big happy bleeding birthday to the first Now compilation, which is
3: 40 years old this year.
1: Here's to 40 more. Yay! Well
3: done on Back to Now. It is indeed an excellent, fantastic, swingeriliant, a gazillion star podcast.
0: So, Ian, you at the last... Uh, of these of these four volumes, which start in 2013 with Avicii and take us up to aforementioned Kylie as well. So, in some ways you think that's too recent. but
2: Well, yeah, I mean, there is... I mean, I was looking at it and I was kind of thinking, well, what, what is a, a hit? You know, aside from something that goes to number one, you know, you, you look at kind of the charts. I mean, I'm, I still check the charts every Friday and, you know, I've done work for the official chart company and all this sort of stuff and You know, this year I've found myself buying more chart stuff as well. You know, there's been some brilliant singles like not only Kylie, but, you know, Miley, Flowers and all this sort of stuff. People like Dave and all that sort of stuff, Sprinter and things like that. Now it's got its sort of fan base. You know, they couldn't go full on kind of hip hop or whatever on these sort of things. but. You think, but when looking through this, you know Pharrell Williams' "Happy" that's now one of the ten biggest selling singles of all time in the com- uh, in the UK. Which is like you you, you don't feel like those things happened anymore, but it has. You know, it's sort of when you knew about something that was a million seller, you, you knew about it, you know something like "Boney M." or "Relax" or "Band Aid" or whatever. "Happy," aside from being around in the top ten for god knows how long. And then that's followed by sort of Ed Sheeran sing. It's like, well, Ed Sheeran could they could have quite easily put Shape of You on. You know, they could have picked any of the Ed Sheeran things because they're huge. But you know, looking through some of these tracks, you think, mm, 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 mm. but actually, that they are massive hits. I kind of was near a fun fair uh, the other day and. Justin Bieber's love yourself was on and I've forgotten how kind of how much I like that I remember kind of when I go abroad or anything I remember going to Berlin and Raging bin man's human was massive in Germany before it was a hit here so I, I, it kind of felt like that was following me around for a bit and likewise hosier as well I remember hearing that in Paris and kind of like oh you know I think with the streaming age again I think what Mark touched upon is kind of this internationalness yeah. where these songs kind of not only uh, domestically huge, but they kind of, yep. you know. When, when I do those sort of occasional uh, history of the charts around the world, the 70s and 80s, um, most of the 90s, they're all kind of random, completely mad. You'll have like durand Ryan and Depeche like number one forever in France or something, and Iron Maiden have the number one with every single in, you know, a different country, all that sort of stuff. But as it came towards the 2000s, what have you, Across Europe and pretty much the world now, the same sort of records are kind of now either number one or, you know, top five. There's this kind of almost a consensus. And you look at the charts these days and, and you'll, you look at like Billboards top ten and the UK top ten and it, they're pretty much, there's not very much difference in them now. You know, Taylor's number one here, Taylor's number one there. There isn't that sort of distance or kind of regionalness that used to happen. All these kind of tracks, I mean, you look like things like, uh, I mean, George Ezra, but Billie Eilish, Gale and all these sort of stuff of all kind of, even glass animals, heat waves. Which, to be honest with you, no dis- disrespect glass animals, I wouldn't know that record if it hit me in the head and I, I'm sure I've actually actively put it on to listen to, just to yeah, kind of yeah. pay attention to. But that's been number one in America now, and all this is the first UK number one for years.
0: It's that reminder, though, that Now Still does what it set out to do from 1983, which was to recognise what were the biggest hits or the biggest songs that people are consuming. And they still document that three times a year through those albums. And it still Mm -hmm. plays a big part in that. Um, Because regardless of how charts come and go and change Or how people consume music These are still the biggest songs And recently, looking at the numbered albums They have diversified Because it's not just the top of the chart hits anymore They're there But it's the songs that people are consuming In different ways now
1: Don't get angry with me Now 116 What's
2: fascinating the, The advert for the new numbered edition came out And leading that is like the Rolling Stones. Now, the uh, Angry was like lower 40s, lower 30s or something. wasn't a top 10 or anything like that. And the fact that the adverts can kind of have these records that aren't your number ones or whatever, but they are still, still strong enough to kick off sort of disc two side, um, track one, all these yep. sort of things. All bets are off, but also they know their market well enough that there's people who will, who will want the new take that single. And there are people who have been buying... You know, these albums who will still want that, you know, um, yeah. just going back to something that Mark said about, you know, Robin dancing on my own is like, well, it's interesting. One track that st- stuck out on this volume is like Christine and the Queen's Tour. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely love one of my favorite singles of the last 10 years or so. And that wasn't a particularly big hit. But it's the fact that in our kind of world, we we kind of make up our own version of pop music, if you know what I mean. I remember sort of that same year, one of the records that I thought, well, this is going to be number one for about three months was uh, Operator by uh, Lapsy, the DJ Cozy mix of that. And I, I, I came that as one of my favourite sort of singles of the last 10 years or so. And that's so destined to kind of be a huge hit. And so you, your own version of pop gets skewed. Seeing all these things laid out and... Listening through these kind of things and imagining things like, you know, Elton John and Dua Leaper and uh, Cat Burns. LF systems are fra- afraid to feel, which just now feels like a, an incredible kind of one-hit wonder. But things like Unholy and Bad Guy and Years and Years King, that these are there's some fantastic stuff on here. Say when they get around to doing the 50th, we'll look back on this period, it's like, oh, they don't make them like they used to. But then they do, <laughs> and now know That's, what they're doing. Yeah.
0: That's the point that actually now still captures those big pop moments and still pull them together and curate them. That is why it will st- the series will continue to run. People have asked me this over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, but surely it's coming to the end now. Surely it's diversified too much. I would argue no. The diversification of now has actually increased the brand. It has reminded us of all these great 70s moments, dance moments, electro moments and the fact that they're all there and we talked about the pop gold album earlier that that to me is a great reminder at the 40th anniversary of how pop at its best is breathlessly brilliant and it doesn't matter whether it's from the 70s 80s 90s whatever and now we'll be there to keep curating it for us
3: i I think these four these four collections you can you can zoom in and you can go, that didn't need to be there or that should have been there instead or whatever. But uh, but actually, when you look at them as a whole, or, all four volumes together, that is pop for the last 40 years right there. That's it. And, and I've looked and I've looked and I've looked and the only artist that is doubled up on these four collect- – and this is just me with my eyes cursory <laughs> through- <laughs> – uh, <laughs> and I might be corrected at some point, is Kylie. Because Get You Out of My Head is on there and so is Padam Padam. Everyone else, there are some... Tracks where it's like Dua Lipa is on is on her own, but she's also on with Elton John, for example. Oh, and, Sam is on Sam Smith is uh, yes, also um, on
0: the
2: same yeah. one with uh, both Holy yeah. uh, and uh, Promises but, as well.
0: then makes a, a really broad church yeah. music, which is brilliant. Just actually, yes. I'm going to mention this because uh, as you were talking, I'm scrolling through CD three of the final volume. Could that possibly be the only now CD ever to have three different sams on it? Yeah, (laughs) probably, probably. Um, Sam Smith, Sam Ryder and Sam Fender. Pop music is important, as I've
2: banged on before. There are still ways to shock. There are still records to be broken. There are still kind of interesting things you can do with pop music. There's just this kind of all sorts of exciting stats to happen, you know. There's always going to be excitement to be found and, you know, long may it continue. And if you think about it, you know, this is 40 years of music. This is 40 years from kind of... 71 years of the chart you know, and so <laughs> this is kind of over half the life of pop music, basically.
0: I think nothing's off the table now because no mm. is such a strong brand, and um, you can't second guess anything as
2: much as people whinge on the socials. Like, <laughs> Who is 987 year old? Why are you going this? Why are you going that? It's like, no. Bullets. We're we're in charge here. We'll do what we like. And we and will. You're going to like it, you know. But like, I want
3: to finish the '80s one before I die. Yeah, well, I think. '87 yeah, 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 <laughs> and '89,
0: and depending at which point in the future you're listening to this podcast, you might say, "Yeah, it's over there, mate. There it is." it's sitting yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and, and voyage, voyage. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so, we have, <laughs> so we raise a glass to now at forty. And see, one pop music is important and too long may you run. Happy birthday, happy birthday.
1: Happy birthday,
3: happy birthday. Hello Ian, this is Michael
4: Mulligan, occasional author, compiler, curator, and lucky guest of the wonderful Back to Now podcast in September 2020. As we are marking the 40th birthday of now, I thought you might want to know the first appearance of the word birthday came on Now Dance 2003 Part 2, when Moby gave us Sunday, the day before my birthday, West London Deep Club edit. Keep up the good work. See you in 2033 for the 50th.
0: So, especially for this podcast, I got in touch with our friend Michael Mulligan. And I said to Michael, give me three incredibly challenging pop questions that I can ask these three incredibly wise men oh, at Christmas. Please. And Michael didn't let me down. And he has delivered three questions. I'm going to ask you, Mark, to mm-hmm. pick a number. One, two, oh. three. Go on Michael. then. Two, you want number two, right? Okay. Yep. Now remember, these are from Michael Mulligan, who is obviously the yes, who's a genius genius who does all the sleeve notes for all of the yearbooks uh, and so on. So you've chosen question two. Between volume thirty-seven in July nineteen ninety-seven and volume one hundred and fifteen in July twenty twenty-three, who has appeared on fifty different numbered volumes alone with eight to eight different songs? So can you say those um, gates again? Yep. Between July 97, volume 57, and volume 115, so the latest one, uh, in July 2023, 50 different numbered volumes alone with 88 different songs. You may want to think laterally here.
3: So 50 volumes, but they've appeared 88 times. Yeah. Whilst I'm looking at the faces on the screen, Michael Mulligan's going to
0: be listening to this episode howling with laughter. At the pauses, oh, yeah, that is ninety-seven. You say, yeah from, yeah, from July 97 First appearance in ninety-seven, and the latest appearance in volume one hundred and fifteen. It's
3: an artist, yeah. We're not talking. Well, about-
0: well, no, it doesn't say artist in there. It just says who's appeared fifty different volumes.
3: Oh, uh, so it could be a songwriter. Oh, yes. Oh,
0: see, this is like QI oh, producer. It's starting to go so, lastly, Max Martin. Just say that again, uh, Johnny and so, can answer, so Mark can answer. Max Martin. Well done, Mark. It's <laughs> Max Martin. <laughs> well, did you get that,
4: Johnny? That I'd never. No, I'd never. <laughs> thought that. I was looking. I was thinking about. I don't know. Tina, Tina so, Turner. Yeah. I was to Robbie or something. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah. Robbie was my first thought, Wadey, because 97 yeah. when he started.
0: Michael is given us the answers. So, yeah, Max Martin um, first appeared with Backstreet Boys, quite right, of course. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. And most recently with Ed Sheeran on Eyes Closed. Katy Perry oh. uh, has appeared on 13 different songs with Max Martin. And Michael's put in brackets P.S. there aren't enough hours in the day To count his songs on themed Now titles as well So And really I
4: cool. I just want I, Yeah and and I'd love to know How many times Calvin Harris in various guises Has appeared over the
0: last 15 years <laughs> Johnny would you like number one Or number so, three from the questions <laughs> Anyway for number one Number one okay One artist that featured on the very first Now album In November 1983 Has never appeared on any other Now Title, numbered, themed, nothing.
3: Who is that? Wow. Am I allowed? am I allowed to look at the track list?
0: Oh yeah, I mean that's like radio, it's audio, nobody would know.
3: Fabulous. Hold <laughs> on, let me get my um, glasses. I will on. say
0: in the in the zoom window below you, Ian Wade's already jumping up and down, which means I think he knows the answer.
3: Okay. I'd
0: like to but Johnny would say it. Yep. So never appeared on any other now album ever, but it's on the first now album. Wow. Nice. Oh, it, well, Mark, you can answer his because he answered yours. Yeah, you answer mine. They've never been on another one ever again. Nope, only appeared on One no album, the first one.
4: Uh, uh, Will Powers. Oh, that's correct. Listeners, I listeners,
0: Ian is showing a piece of paper that says Will Pope because he's running <laughs> out. Time. I'll tell it you was,
4: why uh, I know because I've tried several times to license Kissing with Confidence for yeah. various projects And she won't let it out She owns it now and she won't let it out And it's a real shame
0: Yep, so Lynn Goldsmith, photographer uh, with journalist Jacob Brackman Niall Rogers is on it, Steve Winwood's on it, Todd Rundgren's on it And of course the uncredited singer is oh. Oh, Simon Oh look at that, absolutely brilliant Question three is is the only one left Ian, and it's for you Mark will answer it. Yeah. That's okay, Mark will answer it. Yeah, you're what, all welcome. <laughs> okay, what was the first song to appear twice on the numbered volumes?
3: Oh, 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 oh. Um I think I might know. Do you mean the same version twice? The same song twice.
0: Appeared on two numbered volumes. What was the first track to appear twice? Do you want a clue? Yeah. The first time it was on now six.
4: Oh. I oh, think God. I know this Oh 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 Was it Alive and
0: Kicking? It was indeed Alive and Kicking for Oh, my God, oh wow. Well Because I thought true. I was thinking Phil Collins Or something like that oh, But oh, yeah I was thinking oh, Young at
4: Heart Actually first Oh
0: good I, Now that That may have been the second Actually Yeah was I'm thinking 24. Young at Heart but, Yeah uh, But we're not well, going to argue with
2: It's interesting Because like When the, uh, the press release Came through for the, the The new now Numbered volume It must be a first For the Rolling Stones And I thought no, no, no. <laughs> Undercover of yeah, the night—the long, longest gap since.
0: The was, since uh, no, 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 no! It, love is strong is on now twenty nine. Uh,
4: isn't isn't oh. Undercover of the night on there as well? Undercover that's
0: of the night—that no, was the first
4: appearance. Yeah, yeah on now was, two. Yeah.
0: So oh, right, you see, that been on again. Right, okay. So alive and kicking, first on now six. It was on volume twenty three because they reissued it as a double A Saber love song. Uh, for the best of glitching prize eighty one Although Absolutely. I think I think I think they called it a remix, but I don't know if it was a remix. Oh, oh they
2: just sort of remastered it slightly. I wouldn't call it, it too. Like, a remix. Michael, there's a bonus
0: question, guys. There's a bonus. Oh, co- I've got a bonus question. Bonus question, question. Wow. Uh, and you can all just jump in on this one, right? When the first volume of Now was released in November eighty three, who had the number one single and who had the number one album? And it's not the same person.
3: Oh, right.
0: Stop scrabbling for your Official chart book. I'm, look, look, oh, I am I'm doing, doing that I'm doing I'm exactly actually that actually thinking Is it well, It wouldn't be Labour
2: and Love Or something like that For the album yeah. I'm just thinking Of big number one albums In
0: 1983 Put it this way Every charity shop's got At least 12 copies of it No parlay
2: <laughs> 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 well, That, that
0: yeah. was the number one album um, What was the number one single In November 83
2: it wasn't still Karma Chameleon Was it?
0: No Because that was No, no, no. Yeah, I think you're One out Wait wait wait, wait, wait. Uptown girl Yes it was Uptown girl <laughs> <laughs> Mark shouting Wait because I can See him scrolling Through I his I was screen.
4: I was looking <laughs> I've got all The number ones On my list
3: I had a bonus Side question Bonus con- side question go The on. question that you You put to Ian What was the first Song that was Repeated on the Hits albums Oh, drive, drive by the cars Yeah It what, was Drive by the cars Wasn't it This one hits three Yeah Talking about Drive I was thinking about Desireless But there you go Oh yeah, that'll But that's a bit later with... So yes Drive but, is Yeah but one. Desireless They were just determined
0: They were going to make that a hit <laughs> Just yeah. keep bashing it Through every single Hit song That became a hit Yes. Yeah <laughs> Hello, back to now.
2: It's Andrew Harrison here, former editor of Q and Mixmag and Select. Um,
1: I am also the Jonathan King of Landfill Indie on Word magazine for me since. I just wanted to wish the uh, wish Now compilations a happy 40th birthday if they're listening. Um, 1983 is such a strange
2: and fascinating year. It's the year of Blue Monday and Sweet Dreams Are Made of This and Red Red Wine and you know Let's Dance by Bowie. I think it's also the year of tonight I celebrate my love for you. and uh, oh, I think Mark McLaren's Double Dutch came out that year as well. It is a weird kind of fulcrum pop year. Obviously, nineteen eighty-four. Next, Fracasse Hollywood ZCT. That's when the real eighties begin. But I actually think nineteen eighty-three is a bit of a vintage year. So I'll be fascinated to hear this one. Happy birthday now, and by proxy, happy birthday
1: to you guys too. Happy birthday to Back to now, even if it isn't your birthday.
0: At this point, every year. With a crystal ball, what would we like to see from now in 2024? I can say, spoiler alert, there'll be plenty of albums. That's probably... <laughs> a, a way, um, And we'll probably see... Well, we will see now 117, 119. Will we see 17, 18
2: and 19? Yeah. I would like to think so. I think I'd quite like it to concurrently go on, even if it winds up that certain... You think, oh, well, in excess, aren't clearing anything at the moment. Oh, Phil Collins can't be asked. Do you know what I mean? Well, do you know, yeah.
0: I would I would like to have the proper seven-inch mix of business. Don't miss the party line. So I'm hoping for now, 17, please.
4: Because <laughs> you're just this niche weirdo in this. That's
0: okay. what, Right, so, okay, that aside, what would you like to see next year?
4: Well, obviously, I'd like to see more 70s yearbooks. <laughs> 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 I mean, we've had 78, 79, 73, so to be fair we've had the best ones I i don't know I, d- I don't know what their intentions are and i don't know how far they're planning to go back oh uh, years i especially like i think 1977 would be quite a powerful year a year that includes the sex pistols i feel love fleetwood mac hotel california you know that there's yeah. a lot of stuff going on it's the year obviously that disco really is its first you know mainstream year There's there's a lot of disco stuff a lot of great electronic stuff like magic fly by space and the crunch by the raw band mm. uh oxygen miko star wars theme i remember it as being a very kind of electronic year Abba, obviously, I don't think you could really get away with doing it without me knowing you or the name of the game or both. I think 99 would be an exciting one. Oh, yeah. You know, like with your Britney's and mm. all that massive Positiva Ibiza stuff, TLC, a, a big, big pop records year. I was buying singles for the Our Price chain that year and mm. spending a lot of Our Price's money every week scaling out to, I think they had 330 stores at their peak. Mm. Um, Oh, on the genre side um michael craig's book would be a brilliant starting point for like to tell the story of of pop music i mean i remember you know obviously i remember the spice girls and boyzone they were kind of happening mm. and then all of a sudden it felt like the whole of the 90s changed in around 90 98 with billy piper coming in
2: yeah
4: five and all these people suddenly start sort of bombarding the charts and it was a um, i remember the radio one playlist Hmm. changing all of a sudden bands that i liked like the prodigy and pulp weren't going on straight onto the a-list anymore they were they were sort of it was it was the a-list was being reserved for Christina aguilera and the new breed and i i think there's something about that maybe up to uh, Girls Allowed, you know. So from Spice Girls to Girls Allowed, and everything in between, <coughs> you know, some one-offs there, you know, that are, are, aren't aren't compiled very often. Um, yep. And I, I sort of thought, reading Michael Craig's book, which is such a brilliant book, you know, that you know our, our friend uh, Michael, um, such a brilliant book. I just sort of thought, well, I think that we need a definitive accompaniment for this sort of strange it's not even really a whole decade you know it's sort of over by the time you get to the end of the 2000s when there's another new breeding and that is all about amy Winehouse and lily allen and jamie t and you know it's something a bit more kind of earthy but it, michael writes so beautifully about the demise of that time and it is a moment in time and that's what now does so well i loved the uh, 80s alternative one from this year mm. um and it was kind of nice to kind of see some
2: certain acts I think it was like Pixies and Sisters of Mercy who would never been on that album. Mm. I'd quite like a nineties version of that. Yeah. Um, I think there's kind of two sort of alternatives because obviously the UK, yes, Britpop, but the, the pre britpop of kind of St. Etienne and denim and auteurs and stuff like that prior to kind of all that Oasis turning up, basically
4: <laughs> kind of having some of that sort of stuff.
1: Mm.
2: would
4: be quite interesting. (laughs) Everything from sort of Daisy Chainsaw uh, and and those kind of people right up to your, you know, obvious um, big guitar bands, Blue Tones and stuff like that. Because I think uh, I was inspired to say that by your awesome, Mm. uh, brilliant, your awesome, awesome podcast. (laughs) And I just sort of thought, well, actually, you know, there's something here which isn't just about um, the year that they came out that could take you from jesus jones i don't know to gay dad or something yeah um, because it was you know it was the year it was the decade that indie starts off being for, as something for students and you'd be lucky if you got in the top 20 for one week voice of the beehive and all the people we love like that mm. and by the end of it you know it is up there battling with Uh, dance music and r&b as the and pop as one of the predominant genres again yeah um that was kind of a story that that you could tell but also u.s alternative as well where you've got things like uh
2: cannonball breeders uh smashing pumpkins hole cape um sonic youth all that sort of stuff as well that sort of grunge and then the grunge kind of gold rush yeah, a, a sort of a digging deeper thing like the 80s alternative did would be amazing. Looking at the millennium things as well, uh, like a UK flavours, for want of a better word, of kind of the R&B and hip-hop. Of kind of R&B and hip-hop where you've got like Mary J Blige, Craig David, Mystique, and then kind of like, like your recent stuff like um, Ray and all this sort of stuff. Something kind of along that sort of lines. Uh, maybe kind of like a Independent charts type thing from the eighties where it's kind of got something like the Cardiacs
0: on, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but no, you know, does the indie chart show <laughs> top? Yeah, yeah,
2: the indie chart show, you know, <laughs> and like early pop will eat itself and all this sort of stuff, House of Love and Creation, all that sort of stuff. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm just in awe. I love now. Uh, I'm in awe of what they kind of come up with, and I'm sure they'll just second guess this. Yeah, just kind of like one person's pop music is another person's kind of like, oh, that's a bit weird. But, you know, the the kind of whole Xenomania kind of pop version of pop music is kind of mm. that, would, that would be lovely in a kind of vinyl, sort of maybe two CD type vibe. But again, the millennium things are going to kind of.
3: Yeah, they're going to come. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think off the back of how good this pop gold collection flows a 90s pop would be amazing yeah Uh, a noughties pop would be amazing Mm -hmm. you know to cover that what what's interesting is i you know looking back at the 43 releases from this year apart from the yearbook of 1992 and 92 extra there's been no focus on the 90s at all and i think that's a shame because i think there's a lot to get out of the 90s whether it's the indie one that you were saying um, or or whether it's uh out and out pop, nineties power ballads, nineties R&B, yeah. you know the nineties like, dance floor was amazing. It 90s was, dance floor was yeah, amazing. it was yeah. it's probably on the way. I'll say nineties pop, I would love to see, even though I'm not a huge fan of nineties pop. I I might you know, my mind might be changed by an <laughs> collection of said tunes.
0: But uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is, we know the way things are. We're going to get Millennium albums. We're going to get lovely 12-inch 80s albums. Um, there's a lot to look forward to. But 12 months ago, from where we were here, we probably couldn't have predicted some of the wonderful curveballs we got this year. So there'll be plenty. And as you've seen, the team are well ahead of us. The, you know so exactly. the world oh. yeah
2: nobody would have thought now uh 73 year book you know um yep. Yep. and that was incredible get simon park orchestra <laughs> on the phone you know? <laughs> and it's great because <laughs> we want it, eye level and we want it now
1: want eye
0: <laughs> exactly so guys thank you so much uh we have we have once again round up a whole year of now a whole year of all sorts of other things and we've said a massive happy 40th birthday to now as well and i think we've celebrated it very very well thank you so much thank
4: you for having us as ever it's always a pleasure no. um it's always a joy i really enjoyed that boys and i wanted to say my favorite episode of the year for for your for your show was listening to you all talk about uh awesome which was you know, the one I couldn't make uh, and all the better for it, probably. But I really enjoyed that so much. And uh, Michael Craig's fantastic episode in the summer. But again, yeah. congratulations, Ian. Another brilliant year. Oh, so geez. much pleasure. Uh, when when they land, they are such a joy to listen
0: to. Oh, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Um, have you got your diaries for next, for December 2024? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, right. We'll just, we'll just pencil in for the fourth annual Bike to Now review. Um, yes, I, I think so. Thank
3: you so much, guys. Thank you. And uh, have a wonderful Christmas. Happy birthday now and have a wonderful Christmas.
2: <laughs> Your time, felicitations to you all and happy birthday now. Thank you. Here's to another 40 years. This <laughs>